Thursday big show. I mean, I think this podcast is probably so good, we probably shouldn't even come in tomorrow and do another show. I mean, I feel like we should take a good month off. Yeah, I mean, it it's almost in, a know? month's worth of shows yeah. in today's... That good. No, it really is that good. We start with, thank you, Attorney General of Georgia. He's not playing tit for tat. He is actually doing the right thing. The people who tried to burn down Cop City and shot a cop and everything else, he has charged them with terrorists. As many as 61 people now on RICO charges exactly what they used to uh, condemn Donald Trump and are trying Donald Trump on, and they're not happy about it. They think this is a miscarriage of justice. This is the iron hand of the law coming down. You're going to love that story. Also, we cover the first day of the trial. You'll never guess when this trial is going to end. I mean, really, you'll never guess. Christy Nome is on with us today. We talk a little bit about vaccines and uh, Donald Trump. An incredible story of a serial killer in Dallas that is just was just tried. And he may be the biggest serial killer in the history of America. Also, Liberty Safe is on our crap list. And the guy who really liked Barack Obama. This is part of the interview from Tucker Carlson. We have that and so much more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Remember Joe Kennedy, he was the guy that um, was praying on the field up in uh, the Seattle area without his team, just praying. And uh, he was fired for it or told that he couldn't do it. He took it to the Supreme Court. He won. He went back to work at that place. uh, And um, he says the school district didn't learn its lesson, had all kinds of restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so yesterday was his last day. He joins us on the air in the final hour of this broadcast at the bottom of the hour, also on the program today, Christy Nome has uh, uh, something that she's doing up in uh, South Dakota. She's going to be on talking about that. It's something that's happening in South Dakota on Friday. Uh, who else? Daniel Horowitz is going to be joining us. I, I read a story from Daniel Horowitz on The Blaze yesterday, and I couldn't believe it. Do you know that the, the most effective serial killer... In the history of America, by far, has just been taken, put in jail, and now facing charges for his serial killing. Biggest one ever. It just happened. Been happening over the last four or five years. And uh, I, I hadn't heard of it. And the reason why that's shocking is because I live in the city where it happened. It happened in Dallas, Texas. I said to Stu this morning, I brought it up. I said, Daniel's on about that. And he said, what serial killer? And never heard the story. Never heard the story. It's crazy. And you'll understand why coming up in just about a half an hour. Also, today in probably five hours from now, I am sitting down with John Dobson. uh, Dodson. He's an ATF agent. You know his work because he was the whistleblower on Operation Fast and Furious. 
He's the guy that knows all of that. He blew the whistle. He there was a House investigation. Attorney General Holder cited for contempt, but nothing happened. He went back to work at the ATF. He said murder, corruption, major corruption, and the weaponization of the entire Justice Department is happening on a scale that Americans can't even begin to understand. We have waited so long to talk to him, but he couldn't speak about anything until he left the government. He left the government last week. This is his first interview. He said the government and the Justice Department is not considering the civil rights in this country, have been completely weaponized. He said um, uh, Americans have no idea how bad it is, and only Americans standing up will change it. His first interview happens within hours I'll be sitting uh, uh, down with him, and you will see that on Blaze TV, available, uh, I think, this afternoon or this evening. You don't want to miss it. Wow, it's a big one. It's a big interview. First one. Huge, huge, huge. By the way, the Tucker interview, we're going to play that a little later on because I'm running late, and I've got to talk to you about Liberty Safe. So I, I I don't know if I have enough information yet, except... Your voice works. The Bud Light thing scared the hell out of Liberty Safe. And I'll tell you and give you an update after I I cover the story for those who don't know. Um, According to the Biden uh, Department of Justice, there's a guy uh, who is at um, January 6th. That the Justice Department said he was wearing an InfoWars branded Space Force shirt. In the, I take a lot of people seriously in their Space Force <laughs> All shirt. All insurrections start yeah. with InfoWars branded Space Force shirts. shirts. That's yeah. the way it works. He was in the vicinity of the Lower West Terrace Tunnel uh, at the Capitol on January 6th. Allegedly, allegedly helping other rioters physically fight police in an attempt to breach the line and enter the U.S. Capitol building. Now, there's a lot of caveats here. In an attempt to breach the line, helped other rioters physically fight police. Was he physically fighting the police? How was he helping the other rioters? Was he standing by? I don't know. But if he was doing what that used to imply, that he was fighting with the police and he was trying to get in a place where he wasn't supposed to go, then he should be locked up. But I don't know because I don't trust anything anymore. The Arkansas Times noted that the FBI was able to identify Hughes on the basis of, quote, the distinct notches at the top of his ears. We can't find the bomber whose face we have, the pipe bomb guy. We have his face. Can't find him. Not in any database. We can't find the guy up on the scaffolding, even though we have clear pictures. No. Can't find the fence cutter. No. We have... Well, those Pictures, all, videos, everything. Those people all had smooth ears. Ah, okay. No notches. Okay. So if you're an elf, we're on you. Right. Okay. Um, apparently, according to the conservative commentators, Keith and Kevin Hodge, uh, Nath was raided by the FBI and arrested at gunpoint. His girlfriend, who had just had a miscarriage, was held at gunpoint and put in handcuffs. The FBI turned his uh, security cameras off 
unplugged his internet and flipped his house upside down in a search. The feds called the manufacturer of his Liberty gun safe and got the passcode to get into it, all for protesting at the Capitol over two and a half years ago. The video of Hughes' arrest shows at least five armed federal agents taking him into custody. A second video shows a cavalcade of cars pulling up to what is apparently Hughes' property ahead of a raid made easier by Liberty Safe's compliance. Now, here's what Liberty Safe said. And full disclosure, I used to represent Liberty Safe. I have Liberty Safes. I, I like Liberty Safes. And I'm not sure, but I'm not connected to them now. I haven't done commercials for them in years. Um, but I want to make something really, really clear. If the law states and they did everything, now I think you can push. I like Apple pushing back on giving access to the phones, you know, to the FBI. I don't like backdoors. Excuse me. I bought this. This is my property. Well, I don't want you. You have a backdoor. Okay. However, they do have a backdoor. It should be eliminated. Um, but the FBI, did they have the right paperwork? Here's what Liberty Safe said. August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Is that does that warrant include you have to be very specific on warrants? Does that did that warrant say search his safe, the inside of his safe? Did that warrant say that Liberty Safe had to turn over the the key? I don't know that. If it didn't, they're Bud Light. If it did, well, they could have fought it, but they didn't. But they are abiding by the rule of law. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. That's not the standard. The warrant has to include the safe. I could be wrong. If you're an attorney, call me. But I, I'm pretty sure. After receiving the request, we receive proof of the valid warrant. And only then do we provide an access code. Notwithstanding its apparent eagerness to crack its own safe for the benefit of the state, the company noted Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property and Second Amendment right of our customers um, and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I think this is the worst thing Liberty Safe could have done. However, if. That is the letter of the law. I give them a pass. I would have liked to see them uh, fight it. Say, no, I'm sorry. No, that's not our property. They bought it from us. That's their safe. We don't have back doors. That's what should be done. Um, well, yesterday, this story came out and it went wild. On the internet and everybody was saying oh it's a you know put a compressor in the back of it and I'll make it into a refrigerator to keep Bud Light maybe that'll be worth something someday uh, and they freaked out they freaked out uh, and they said last night I don't know do I have the actual tweet here let me look real quick um, no I don't have the actual tweet but you have the full screen? Okay, yeah, good. 
Uh, could we make it smaller? At Liberty Safe, we are dedicated to safeguarding the rights and privacy of all of our customers to protect safeguards, valuables, and property. As a courtesy to our customers, Liberty Safe has long um, adhered to industry standards by maintaining a secret database of factory set combinations. The practice helps customers regain access to the safe for a wide range of reasons, including loss of the original combination, service requests, warranty issues. Liberty Safe processes over 4,000 requests a year uh, to provide combinations to the safe for owners. Uh, it, it goes on to say that what they're going to do now is online, effective immediately, you can go to libertysafe.com and you can delete those you can say i do not want you to keep those and that is at libertysafe.com slash pages slash combinations dash removal is it dash removal yeah okay, you just so go to the link on the, easy. yeah if, if you have a safe and you want to do this just go to their go to their yeah. twitter page and that should have been done in the first place because here's what happens. I can't call Liberty Safe and say, hey, I lost my combination. Well, they're saying there that you can. Yeah, you can, but you have, I believe, mm -hmm. you had to have a master locksmith come out. And then the master locksmith who's licensed would say, I need the combination. Now, maybe that was for verification. I don't know. Um, however, I have a safe that we should open it on the air. Let's do this. I've Ooh, had a safe. Geraldo's vault? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It probably has nothing in it. <laughs> but we've dragged it from move to move to move from Connecticut because my wife forgot the combination. <laughs> and I have to have somebody drill into it. It's a little teeny, I don't know what kind of safe it is. It's not but a little. can't remember what's in there. Can't remember. We we think it's empty, but we have no idea what, what was in there. It might have been full with stuff because why would we take everything out, put it in a box, and then move it. Why don't you just leave it in the safe and put it in? So we don't know what's in it, if anything. And we have talked. It's in my freaking garage. And I'm like, what are we going to do? We just throw it away because we have to get a locksmith to drill into it, and we're just not going to do it. And I just don't, I don't think, I mean, if it's been in there for that long, it's not like, you know, I was putting gold bars in a safe back then. I mean, you know. So I don't think anything's in that. We should open it up on the safe, on the show because it'll be really. But that's the kind of safe that I want. If I lose it, I'm sorry. I can't get you in. You bought the safe. It is your property. You have to open it up. And if you can't open it up, well, good luck drilling into it. But, you know, it's the way it is. I, I mean, you know. I saw it on the Italian job. It can be done. Right. And I would say, and this is the other thing that oddly complicates the story, is that if you can do it, the government can do it too. Yeah, I know, they but would just, let them uh, go through it. They would just eventually drill into the safe. Sure. Let them do that. I, I just don't, I, I'm not making it easy for people to go through my stuff. Right. Okay. Especially if I don't trust the government, which I don't. And I don't have anything in my safe that the government would be surprised by. You know, I have ammunition in my safe. Oh, you Whoa, got me. Oh, you, you just said it me. on the air. I have handguns now in my safe. Know. Oh, you got me. I mean, because they told me to be safe, I have to put those things in a safe. <laughs> and so I do. Surprise, surprise. 
anyway, uh, we'll follow this story. But if you have a Liberty Safe, I suggest you go to their website and delete that. Um, I, I just I don't feel comfortable with anyone having a back door to anything. I mean, when yeah. I sold, when I you know bought a house, I'd be a little upset if the guy I bought it from kept a key to the back door. You know, just in case we need to get in. No, it is now my house. You don't get a backdoor access. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So the Romanian president uh, has deplored potential serious violation of sovereignty and territorial integrity in Romania, which is a member of ally, uh, a member of NATO. Which would be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But before we get into that, first, let me go back to this story we were just talking about. Uh, the DA uh, in Collin County, which is Plano in Frisco, is Greg Willis. And he has said he's going to prosecute this just like a regular, you know, a regular trial. And they're not going to go for the death penalty. How many people do you have to kill in Texas before you are given the death penalty. How how brazen do you have to be? How uh, uncaring do you have to be? And uh, I, you know more about this than I do, as I as I said. But reading Daniel's article, he said last month, Col- Collin County DA Greg Willis informed the victims' families there will be no more trials and no pursuit of capital punishment for the murders. What what what, what is that? I, mean, I, I, I Greg I. I'll treat you with respect on my show. Um, I'd like you to come on. We're going to be reaching out to you today. And if you're listening, you can just call in right now. But I just like to hear your reasoning on this. There might be a very good reason. I don't see it. And the only way that any of this is going to be solved, because uh, have you investigated the police that investigated this? Have you investigated the, uh, the, you know, the retirement Holmes, have you, I mean, how does this happen over and over and over and over again? You know, just 22, 23 times. I mean, that's, you know, the 24th lived and that's the only way they caught this guy. I mean, I I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, If you live in Plano or Frisco or in in Collin County, uh, you might want to call Greg's office and, and just say, you know, politely. Sincerely, can you tell me why? I mean, how many people do you have to kill to get the death penalty? I'm just looking for a number. Uh, especially little old ladies. Little old ladies. I mean, are we, aren't we supposed to protect our parents and our grandparents and little old ladies help them cross the street? Yeah, what is this? Cuomo's New York? Yeah, really? Uh, by the way, Dallas County, it's a, a George Soros DA. You can call uh, uh, their uh, DA as well. But Good luck I mean, with that. Good luck with that. Okay, so the reason why I brought up NATO a minute ago is because I want you to know we are we are dancing with the devil right now. We are a kite in a hurricane. Uh, and it doesn't end well for the kite. Hurricanes fine. The kite doesn't survive. There's a great story from the Rutherford Institute um, and uh, John uh, Whitehead and uh, Nisha wrote it. The 
whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to uh, be led to safety by an endless series of hobgoblins, most of them imaginary. It's a quote. We have been since 9-11 on crisis after crisis after crisis, and we have all kinds of emergency orders. Terrorist attacks, economic collapse, catastrophic natural human disasters. And now, with our permanent crisis management that we are in, we have what crisis coming next? Is it COVID? That's what everybody's saying. I don't believe that they're going to try to lock us down again, but maybe they will. I mean, <laughs> I was on the air uh, before they locked us down going, can you imagine if they tried to do that in America? <laughs> so don't listen to me on that. But all of the crisis that we have right on the horizon, America has got to pay attention. There is something that is happening. The Biden administration and along with its, you know, cohort the corporate media want america to not focus on cbdc's and if you do only the benefits now a cbdc is a central bank digital currency my apologies if you've read about it in dark future um, but it is so vital you understand this central bank digital currency it is not bitcoin because it expands the power to a never-ending level, literally, the power of the government over your freedom. Now, China already has this, and it differs significantly from things like cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin. Neither central banks nor governments have the power to program, manage, or affect Bitcoin other than banning it. Okay? That's all they can do. If you have Bitcoin, you can move it anywhere you want in the world. You can keep it in your pocket. It's yours. You can take it out of the system. Bitcoin, all the uh, transactions are transparent for all to see, but the users remain anonymous. Now, you might say, I don't have any kind to hide. Okay, neither do I. But have you noticed we're entering a time where it is show me the person and I will show you the crime. I've never been able to get people to understand why. I'm not doing anything. Why would I worry about it? <sighs> because of that road, where that road leads you and not necessarily with, you know, the best angels among us being the ones who are walking down the roads. But have you seen one of the best angels among us? Have you seen any of the angels? Have you seen even kind of like an angel with some soot on it? Because it came down through a chimney like Santa. Have you seen any angels in Washington or in the Fed? Because uh, I haven't. Now, Beijing uses their central bank digital currency with expiration dates. So... You know how they say, we got to have helicopter money. 
We got to give helicopter money. The economy is starting to slow down. We need to rush a lot of money out and get people spending. So remember, your patriotic duty after 9-11 was to go out and shop. So it'll be your patriotic duty to do that. But the shopping begins right now. And they can put a time limit on your money. Also, everything you spend is tied directly to you. Everything is traceable. And I'm not doing anything wrong. Yes, but the government knows precisely when you spent money, where you spent the money, where you are, how you're using your money. Now, if you go into authoritarian uh, regimes, well, that's, that's a nice tool to have to control you. Already, this social credit system, which is tied to this, monitors 1.4 billion people in China. And it, if you behave in a certain way, you get rewards. You behave in another way, you get punishments. And bad behavior is running a red light to being critical to the Chinese government. Even before the digital one, the Chinese citizens who received lower social credit scores due to bad behaviors struggled to live just a regular everyday life. You think you're struggling at the grocery store? Try being on the crap list of the government and they control all of your money. You can't travel. You're, you can't buy a plane ticket or a train ticket. You can be denied certain schools, certain opportunities. In China, if you're a pet owner, they can take your pet away. Then they introduced the digital money, the digital yuan. Now they can reprimand anyone because they can instantly deduct a fine from your bank account. They can completely take all of your money because it's not your money. You can never take it out of the bank and hold it. They can now, and they do, banish people from the digital payment system completely. So this is very effective because if you try to survive in a cashless society, you better behave because there's nothing you can do. There was a viral video of a Chinese woman, and she said, she said global social monetary control information systems, this is what it is like. She she was taking paper currency. She was willing to pay. She couldn't buy anything, not even a pork bun. She couldn't buy anything, had all the cash in the world. You see that guy in England? We've been trying to get a hold of him. I love him. He's this old guy, and he went into a cashless grocery store, and everything was marked with a price. And it wasn't a lot. It was, you know, I don't know, a couple dollars. And uh, he looked at the price. He knew what the tax was. And he put it down on the counter, uh, all the money. And, he, and I said, he said, I'm walking out now. You have money. I paid for it. I paid for it. There is the money. I'm walking out. Sir, don't do that. Don't do that. We'll have to call the police. Don't do that, sir. No, I did it because I paid for it. In currency. 
that's not going to last. And when we have a crisis, this is what is coming. The digital dollar, Biden and the allies renewed their uh, their hardly disguised uh, effort to track American transactions, collect financial data, get into your privacy. Now, if you think this government has the ability to, you know, hold back, hold back. I mean, we, you know, we disagree with those people, but, you know, we don't want to hurt them. They have rights, too. If you think our government is like that, you're delusional. There are several bills in the Senate that have been introduced. Nothing is happening. This is something Americans should go to the Fed because you don't have to go to Washington. You can go to the Fed and you should be marching peacefully in the, on, for the Fed. You should be calling every day people on Capitol Hill. No CBDC. If we miss this one, we truly are over as a free nation. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Governor Noam, how are you? Long time no talk. I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me to be with you. You bet. So what is it you're doing on Friday? Well, we have an event that our state Republican Party is hosting in Rapid City, just a few minutes down the road from Mount Rushmore, and President Donald J. Trump is coming as the special guest and speaker at this rally. Now, how many times has he been to South Dakota? I know he did the thing on 4th of July, which was tremendous. I wish I would have been there. Um, right, right. And it does, I mean, has he been there beyond that? No, it's um, it's really incredible that he would come. He has not been back since July 3rd, and I think that was his first trip to the state. So, um, And he's excited to come back, I think, and see all the people there that welcomed him the first time around. And I think what's remarkable, Glenn, is you know, this is an event to raise some money for our state Republican Party. The chairman's a good friend of mine. And and we asked several people to come. We've, we've asked quite a few of the presidential candidates to come, and several of them said, you know, no, we uh, can't make it. It's not a priority. We need to be in Iowa, New Hampshire. We need to be in other places. But right away, President Trump said, yes, Christy, I'll be there. And that's what I think is so incredible is, you know, the guy shows up, even for the little states, the little people that, you know, don't matter to others at this point in time or don't think we're significant. Um, he comes because he knows that every single person deserves to be treated exactly the same. I got to tell you, um, he is very loyal to the people in the, the hardworking people. I, I know that um, in talking to him through interviews several times and off air, um, which is, to me, more important. He will often speak of people who are, you know, farmers, ranchers, factory workers, people. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're just getting the shaft. And yeah. it does bother him. It does bother him. And, and if you talk to people who've worked with him or for him at his different businesses that probably most of the time wouldn't get noticed by the CEO, uh, they all think the world of him. And he you know, treated them kindly and, and gave them an opportunity to provide for their families and was good to them. That's what I was watching this video that came out. I don't know if you've seen it, Glenn, this last week of these Latino rappers that made this yeah, rap. Yeah, I saw it, um, yeah. About 
President, well, I, you know, I was watching that with my husband and I just, I said, I don't know of other candidates that, you know, inspire people so much. They do things like this, you know, what, right. and, and my husband said, I said, I don't, I don't get what it is. Cause the guy really, Trump really broke politics. I mean, he did. It just, there's no rules anymore because he, you know, just did so many things and still does today, unprecedented things he says and does. But I, you know, I was watching that video and my husband said, it's because he's real. He has flaws. He isn't perfect, but he's genuine and he is who he is and take it or leave it. And he said, that's just so different in the world of government, public service. And, and that's what people in this country are hungry for. I think that's what every lesson, every politician, regardless of who they are, needs to examine that and say, this is how desperate America is for just somebody who is real and, and embraces who he is and puts himself out there. I am trying to stay neutral and very positive on every candidate because I will mm-hmm. vote for anyone but Biden. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just don't want to, uh, you know, tear each other apart. It's the last thing we right. need. Um, right. uh, but uh, as I look at Donald Trump and I, I guess this is an honest question, I I can't imagine he's not going to be the nominee the way he is so far ahead. But anything could happen. But as I'm looking at, at, go ahead. Well, no, I just, I was, that's kind of been my position all along too, is, you know, people would say to me months and months ago, are you going to run or who are you going to support? And I just said, nobody can beat him. I mean, so why get into a presidential race if you don't have, if you're not going to win? Like some of these candidates that are running, I don't think they ever really thought they were going to walk away with it. But why get into a race that, you know, right now he's such a big force and dynamic that that nobody else has a pathway. Well, here's, it's, hard, it's hard to see a pathway for someone else. I, I, I agree with you. However, I know some of the candidates, and I know some of them are running for vice president. Others are right. running because they have some differences or some issues, um, but they would still support uh, President Trump. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this, because I get hammered by people uh, asking the question about covid the president was the president, and I give everybody the benefit of the doubt at the beginning, even, I hate to say this, but even Fauci at the very beginning. Well, no, not Fauci, because he did know what it was. Um, anybody who didn't know what was coming our way, it looked horrible. And, mm-hmm. and President Trump, I think, did the right thing all the way along until, you know, we get into spring, and then you're like, wait a minute, and he's listening to... He's listening to Atlas, but he's also listening and empowering Fauci and mm-hmm. the the COVID vaccine and the people that he was listening to. Do you, are, do you think, because I have not heard this from him, do you think that he learned a lesson uh, about who to listen to and who not to listen to on that? You know, I haven't had that specific conversation with him either. I, I do remember those days very, very well, though, because they were hell. They were hell for governors and for leaders. And the one thing that I keep telling people is President Trump let me do my job. 
I mean, he let me make the decisions for my state, for my people, which I'm extremely grateful for. Biden would have never let me do do my job. He would have came in here and crushed me for what the decisions I was making to not close businesses. And I refused to even define what an essential business was and wouldn't mandate anything. And I mean, Biden would have absolutely just done everything he could to destroy me during that time. So I do. I've been pretty honest about the fact that I do think it was wrong for President Trump to give Fauci credibility. I've told him that, too. I also think he at that time turned it over to Mike Pence. I mean, Mike Pence was the head of the of the task force. Mm, and and every day they put Burks and Fauci in front of a press conference, they were giving them credibility and giving them pointing to them, saying, listen to these guys. And there there is a responsibility they have to take for that. I said to them during that time, why are you why are you using Fauci? I've I've watched that guy run around Washington, D.C. for the last 10 years, friends with Nancy Pelosi and and hanging out with Schumer, and, and they, we knew they were liberals. And so why we chose two doctors and gave them credibility when knowing that we were empowering them to use it against us in the future. I mean, I had those conversations with the White House during that time, but I think they were so willing to try to find someone who they thought was an expert and didn't think about the political downside of giving them the credibility then to crush our people, our rights, our economy. Um, but, but that was alarming to me to see them have those press conferences every day and look at Burks and Fauci and, and know that I'd seen them right along with the liberal Democrats in DC for the last 20 years. And, and here we are standing them up as Republicans and saying, listen to these guys. Right. He was, however, for a long time, also very, very pro-vax, which, you know, you can go either way uh, on that, depending on who. But he never got any credit for being extraordinarily pro-vax. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know if maybe, but I don't know if he would have mandated it. The one thing about this with COVID is he shut it down for 15 days, but he didn't tell the states you must do this. He would say, Florida, you're opening up. I think it was Florida, you're opening up too soon. Or Georgia. 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 Georgia yeah. um, mm-hmm. You know, yep. but he didn't he didn't force anybody to do anything. And he didn't force the vaccine companies uh, into some public private partnership. Although we found out later they already were in that public private right. partnership. Um, right. All right. Well, uh, Christy, one, one, one last question on uh, on on Donald Trump that. You know, there's a story out today that, I mean, in Colorado, they are trying to, they're using the 14th Amendment, they just brought it to court yesterday, to try to get him removed from the ballot. I mean, these people say they love democracy, but they seem to hate when people vote. Um, Mm -hmm. You have in um, uh, Georgia yesterday, the trial started, the, the, the prosecution said it'll take four months, which would take you right up to the, um, uh, the nomination and the mm-hmm. conventions, the judge said, no, it'll probably take eight months, which will take you to the end of October. What do you make of this? And how can, how can anyone fight for their life the way they are and run? I mean, he has to be there in court. What, what is going to happen here? Well, that's what I'm hoping is that the American people have a long enough attention span to to keep paying attention. It's clear that as these indictments have come down, that people are paying attention. They're seeing the political attack and they're seeing how the 
the judicial system is being manipulated to prosecute someone that politically the left just doesn't want in place. So I, that's my concern in this country is that we've got people that now seem to have ADD and, and as you know, you, you know, the, like even the Chinese spy balloon, what we talked about that for two weeks yeah. and then people moved on and moved on. And, and, and we have to, I just hope they pay attention long enough to see what a tool they are using in our judicial system just to destroy Donald Trump and frankly, his entire family. I don't know of anybody else with, I mean, I kind of, there's parts of his attack style that, you know, make me cringe. But then mm-hmm. I, I think, I don't know if anybody else with a different personality could withstand this kind of an assault. Oh, I don't. Day I, after day. I just don't know. I don't know who could do it. So could, I'm kind of glad he's got that person. Yeah. Who could stand this? I said this to him recently. He's the most investigated man ever mm-hmm. in the history of the world. I'm absolutely convinced nobody has been investigated more. And this is what they come up with. And yeah. they do everything to destroy him. They want him in jail. They want mm-hmm. to destroy him. They want him broke. They want his family broken. What yep. does that say? <laughs> well, and I just, I, I keep reminding people, this is, this is politics today. Is It's now no longer destroy you on your positions, your beliefs, your votes. Now it is, I will destroy you, your integrity, your reputation, and your family and anybody who touches you. And that is incredible because you have people in power now that don't care about the law. They don't care about enforcing the law. And so that's a new territory than I think we've been in. Glenn, I don't remember history, history being like this before where it was so deep that we couldn't even just trust our judicial system and that everyone was treated equal under the law. We, we may be, and not only ignore that, but we have leaders who have been spent their lifetime, like Joe Biden, literally creating and writing laws that now say, oh, I guess they don't matter. Yes. You know, screw it. That doesn't matter anymore. So that's that's the challenge of today's day and age that we live in. All right. So this happens uh, tomorrow. Uh, it starts at 530 yep. central time. Uh, and where and do you need tickets or how do you get involved? No, this. This sold out like within the first 24 hours. So when we announced the tickets, they were gone. It's at the Monument Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. How many people um, is that old? Well, it was 6,500 originally. We figured out a way to add some more seats. Um, You know, after that, reopened the ticket sales, and then they were gone in a few hours. Wow. There'll be be 7,000 people approximately in attendance. And I think we even oversold it a little bit, counting on... Some people maybe not being able to make it at the last minute, but mm-hmm. it should be it should be incredible. The place will be packed. It's in a hockey arena, um, which I think is a little fitting because there's a full contact sport, and uh, it'll be it'll be good. We're excited about it. We're glad he's helping our Republican Party because this Republican Party here in South Dakota and and us here are you know getting much more scrutiny than we've ever gotten before. Oh yeah. Because our state is so little, most people call us a flyover state. They don't pay attention. But what we did during COVID and what we're doing with our economy and by marketing our businesses and our jobs, every day now the state of South Dakota is under attack. And it's because we just did hear what conservatives have always said they believed. We did it and it worked. So that's why I keep telling President Trump is you don't have to talk about what we believe as Republicans. All you have to do is point to a state like South Dakota and say, they did it and look at that. They have the 
fastest growing incomes in the country. Their population is growing at 10 times the national average. Women-owned businesses are more successful. Our overdoses are dropping. We're the only state that um, didn't take the elevated unemployment benefits, and we just broke mm. the national record for the lowest unemployment rate in history in the entire country at 1.8%. Wow. Suicide and mental health problems are going down. There's no other state that's seeing what we're seeing here in South Dakota, and it's just because we embraced freedom and it worked. And that's what Republicans need to be talking about is it has consequences who's in charge. And and we have the perfect examples if we'll do that contrast during this election cycle and make people realize, you know, this isn't just a personality contest between Joe Biden and and President Donald Trump. Trump. It's about who they surround themselves and what kind of decisions they they make uh, that benefits the everyday person that's a farmer in the middle of the country or someone living and running a small business on Main Street, you know, in the Midwest, anywhere. So that's what that's what this election's about. Governor Christy Nome, as always, good to talk to you. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, again, that happens tomorrow, and I have a feeling we'll be talking about this again on, on Monday. Uh, Christy, thank you very much. Na, na, na.